You're listening to Linked AM. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week. Howdy, folks. Here he is, the Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10-gallon hat and his cowboy boots, Carl Wolfenden. Good morning, good morning. This is Carl um, over at Linked AM. My goodness, we've had a busy, busy few days. We've had some great guests on, and, uh, you know, I keep talking about it because I think it's so, so important um, we, we have this thing, and we've been doing it now for four years, uh, Race to the Start Line. Yes, Start Line um, is the big theme at the moment, uh, and because what we're trying to do is get all you business owners, executives, you know, sales professionals, marketing folks, really prepared for January 1, um, because you know what? It's nearly uh, the end of the year. And you need to start focusing on, yeah, okay, well, hopefully you've got that in the bag. This last quarter should already be done uh, and should be looking at, um, you know, uh, Q1 uh, of 2020. So, so Race to the Start Line is really our focus. And so we've been bringing on guests that are really uh, subject matter experts in, in their own fields. And, and one area, because we use it all the lot, uh, a lot um, here at uh, Business Class News, uh, is social media. Uh, but uh, uh, every time I go to an event, uh, there's always questions. Well, what should I be doing? You know, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm not getting results and, and things like that. And is Facebook for business? I, and so we get these questions. So you know what? I have a friend that's um, a subject matter expert, uh, Susan uh, McNichol, who is actually the founder and president of uh, Strategic and Creative Marketing, Inc., um, actually, which is a full-service agency um, in Illinois, just outside of Chicago and uh, and Susan I know you're on the line so uh, welcome this morning um, I'm glad that you could join me thank you thanks so much for inviting me so I, I, I just you, you most really just heard what I was saying about there's some confusion mm-hmm. out there um, regarding social media we know that it's um, it's important uh, because mm-hmm. you know everybody's got the phone in their hands, etc. Uh, everybody um, wants to be on LinkedIn, but uh, from it's like going to a networking event. I think everybody wants to sell to each other, uh, but they don't really know how to right. connect. Um, so, so what are you seeing out there? And, and tell me, well, first of all, tell me more about strategic and creative marketing. What you guys really focus on, and then we can move into that question. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, The company is a full-service marketing agency, and what that really means is that we develop the strategies, the plans for our clients, then we implement them, turn them into the targeted 
tactics and creative tactics that the clients need. So first we'll help them determine who do they need to reach, what is the exact market, and what's their key message, what's their value proposition, how do they develop the right tactics. Then we develop them, whether it's printed materials, direct mail, trade ads, trade materials, um, of course, a lot of social media, um, email campaigns, uh, video, whatever is needed um, to reach their market, then we help them to develop those tactics and implement them. So it's really, that's where the full service part comes in. And um, so that's kind of the overall piece that we do. And a lot of what we're doing right now is the paid social media campaigns. So, so let's, let's look at that then because yeah, the, the, everybody that I talk to, you know, executives, owners of business, they say, well, my marketing folks say I have to be on Twitter. I have to be on Facebook and, and LinkedIn. And we've, we've shifted a lot of budget over to there, but I'm not seeing results. So things have changed, haven't they? In, in, in the social media uh, arena, Things have changed over the past few years, and you've got to be aware of these things, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes uh, in the last few years. What's happened basically is initially businesses could just get a lot of followers and say, like us, follow us, and you would see it on all of their you know, marketing, like us, follow us, like us, follow us. Everybody was saying that because several years ago, as you build followers of your business, then when you would put out a post, everybody could see what your post was, whether it was a coupon or a special offer or whatever it was you're sending out, they could see it. So then what happened is just about three or four years ago, um, Facebook started to really clamp down on who would see your post unless you paid for the ads. That's where you started to see more and more that little boost button, little blue boost button on Facebook that people are now more and more familiar with. So in order to get a bigger reach for your post, you had to press that boost button and pay money to Facebook in order for even your own followers to see your posts and your ads. So that started to change a couple of years ago, and that had a big impact, especially on small businesses. Um, And the difference now is instead of hitting the boost button um, and adding ad dollars there under the boost button, which gives you a few criteria to choose of who you want to reach and where you want the ad to hit and all of that, What we do is take it a a lot deeper than that. With my organization, we actually go into ads manager and we have experts on our team who really know how to use that software. And it's very powerful AI built into the software. And we can go in, create the ads that are going to work, the social media with the right headline, the right links, the right comments in there, uh, and the copy and content in there that's going to reach the right audience. And we go in and we can actually choose who we want to target with a lot of different characteristics when we go in and and execute the ad buys. And so what's happening is the exact right audience is reaching the correct message that they need to reach that will compel them or inspire them. And then they are clicking back to the websites for our clients. Some of our clients are literally getting 200 clicks a week back to their website. So it is very, very powerful when you use the AI um, software and the tools that are in there. Um, and then we can do things like custom audiences and lookalike audiences. So to give you an idea for a lookalike audience, we can take a client's email list of all of their current clients. And that email list, we drop it in into the Facebook platform, into the software, and then we are able to get an exact um, duplicate list 
of similar individuals that match the same characteristics across all of the internet that are pulled into a new group and a new target list for us. So this AI software goes out there and finds exact individuals who've already purchased their product, creates a brand new list for us to then target. So that is powerful. And what people don't realize either, when we are executing these ad buys, there is something out there called the audience network. The audience network is a collaborative grouping of over 47,000 digital sites who work with the major software, the major um, uh, social media providers. They work with Facebook, they work with LinkedIn. So that when we place an ad through Facebook, as an example, if the exact audience that we are trying to reach is actually out there right now reading uh, an, an article on a on a publication or looking at some golf channel or Oprah network or anything else that participates in this 47,000 digital sites, that ad can be directed and served up to them wherever they can be reached. So we're not only placing it on Facebook, we're placing it across all of Facebook, Instagram, and all of these other digital sites. So there are many, many, it goes through Yahoo and Bing and everywhere else. So it, uh, the ad can be served up to exactly who the client wants to reach by using this technology. And that's what's very powerful. Well, well that, that was a question that I had, but you just answered it. Uh, was it I said, you, I was thinking, well, you're, thinking, you're talking about Facebook, but that's a mm -hmm. narrow, na narrow sort of one platform. But you're saying mm -hmm. that, that it actually expands outside of Facebook into these other, other, other platforms. Exactly. It does. It goes into all of these other, the audience network, which is, it, people can kind of Google it and read about it. It's called the audience network. And it's this whole collaborative grouping of all these digital sites. And so what happens is we don't really have to do this A-B testing like we did in the past, where you test, well, well, does the ad work better here or does the ad work better here? Let's try this. Let's try that. We don't have to do that because what will happen is the, the system now automatically will redirect the ads. So once we place it, if it's Facebook that's pulling a lot of attention for the ad, then it'll go there, and then Instagram might pull, and then it might be other sites that uh, is being pulled. So, I mean, we've had ads that pop up on everything, you know, from CNN to Yahoo to Bing, um, Retail Me Not, all of these different huge sites, our ads have appeared on there because that's where that audience was when we were trying to reach them. And we, we basically, you know, tell the, the, um, the software – who we want to reach and target, and it does the rest. And that's why, you know, AI is becoming so amazing because, you know, everyone hears about it like, oh, AI, AI, artificial intelligence. And here we are actually using it right now in these simple types of, you know, these marketing campaigns for our clients to reach their clients and their prospects out there. And it's been amazing the results we're able to get and how we can redirect. Because if you were as a client to just buy some ad time directly onto some of these sites, you would be spending thousands and thousands and thousands on, on digital ads. And instead, what we can do is take that, enter in through the social media platforms, and you're still reaching all of these amazing digital sites. Well, well, that was my question there because I, again, you know, I, I I sort of float around these different uh, events and 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 get invited to to talk with uh, with, with CEOs, etc. And the and the major concern uh, I think is, you know, before. You know, I'm I'm from the newspaper background, and then I then I went into into radio, and then I went into 
TV. I was in a news anchor, mm-hmm. and 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 but all these different media outlets. But we had, you know, we had a, a focused audience. We knew what our cost per thousand was, etc., and that's what we sold. Uh, and so when we bought, when we talked to the media buyers we said okay well here's our package etc and it's gonna you know get get so many uh, audience deliveries impacts and impressions uh but when social media came on the, there was in the early days it was cost per click so you you, you, right. you know, every, every time you clicked on something you got charged and then there was this right. question wasn't there of well are people just clicking on it and i'm spending money and that person's not doing it. so so i think there's a fear out there of it could be a runaway budget of because there's millions and billions of people that are on social media. How do you how do you control that that spend and how can you you allocate it to a social media? How do you approach that? Well, I think you know for clients we have a couple of different packages that we offer, and I think what's really important as a business purchasing social media services you want to really understand what the company does and how they implement the campaign. And then you want to make sure you're getting reports every single month. We generate very detailed reports for our clients and review them with the clients each month so that they understand where is the traffic coming from to their site. And, you know, we get approvals on all of the social ads before they go out, all of the posts. We create the graphics, the headline, the content, like I mentioned, and then we get approvals or or changes, you know, from the client and then we send them out and start executing the ad buys. Um, but you can use as much as, I mean, or as little as $1,000 a month or $850 a month sort of starting range and really be able to get, I mean, hundreds of clicks each month over to your website or your landing page. It's very doable when it's done right. And that's the biggest problem that I'm seeing is that we, we again, you know, we network and we're all over the place and we bump into a lot of other agencies or, you know, people who say, oh, I, I, I do Facebook, I can do Facebook, I can do LinkedIn, and they, they want to sell services. But a lot of them don't have the sort of the background and the expertise that we've built up over these last several years where we really, um, and one thing that kind of, you know, is a sort of a stamp of approval is about just over a year ago, um, my company got a call from Facebook corporate inviting us to serve on their national advisory board. It's a national advisory panel Fabulous. where they, yeah. So they contact, at first we thought, wait, is this real? And, <laughs> and it was, it's real. And so they reached out cause they could see how effective our ad campaigns were across the platform. So they reached out and said, listen, we want um, you guys to you know, be on some of our panels to test our new, our new products and services and give us feedback and, and all of that. So we kind of have a good sense of what's going on and what, what agencies are needing and how things are being used out there in the marketplace. So we're like, sure. So now we have our own business rep at Facebook that we can ask questions to, get help on anything if we had questions on it, um, which is huge because it's like impossible to talk to anybody there. So we now have our own business rep, and we also are very aware of all the newest services coming out. And we also get to test new products for them before they're launched worldwide. We're actually able to test them on some of our client campaigns. So it really is cutting edge for us and for our customers. And then at the same time, I have to add about seven months ago, LinkedIn corporate did the same thing. They invited us onto their national panels for testing, for feedback. So now we're, we're basically serving on two different national panels, advisory panels. 
So um, that's been really exciting, and it's really allowed us to really stay at the cutting edge of the entire social media industry. Well, well done. I mean, that's fantastic. Thank and, you. And, and yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. It is difficult to get through to anybody other than a uh, a, a robot uh, in, in those platforms. Yes. <laughs> so it's great yeah, that you have true. that you have that position. So you just mentioned LinkedIn, and, and of course, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn uh, as well because you know we you know that, that's how. LinkedIn was born uh, as such mm-hmm. but but so so what do you see is there a trend for businesses that use Facebook rather than LinkedIn or is there industry sectors that you say well really uh, uh, what, what what are you seeing out there I suppose well what well this is what we're seeing when we when we execute an ad buy across social um, LinkedIn is twice as much money to get the audiences that we want to reach. So it's very expensive to use LinkedIn. We do it. And again, what's interesting is they also tie into the audience network. So if we launch a campaign on LinkedIn and some of the audience members are on other sites, then those ads can be served up to them no matter what sites they're on. Um, But we execute it through LinkedIn. But because LinkedIn is such a specialized site, they charge a lot more for reaching these business professionals that you want to reach. So what we find that's interesting, and sometimes we'll sort of test it and execute a campaign on Facebook and then part of it on LinkedIn. And we kind of look and see who's reaching, you know, the audience that we need to reach and um, which one has a lower cost per click. And it's almost always through Facebook. And the thing that people have to keep in mind, and this is really important too, is even if you're trying to reach professionals, um, those professionals are people. And they have their own separate, you know, networks and their own separate social platforms that they use. So even if they're not in work mode and they're not on LinkedIn, well, then they might be on Twitter. They might be on Instagram. They might be on Facebook. So even if you get a message to them on these other platforms, they are still seeing your message and your product and your service. So like a lot of people are hesitant with Facebook, like, oh, but the business people are on LinkedIn. Yes, but they are people too. So they're business people, but they are people. And those people use Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And for Facebook, especially if it's an older, um, older group, like say age, you know, 45, 50 and up. And that's a lot of the executives that people want to reach and they want to talk to. So there is a good chance you can still reach these individuals with your message through some of the other social media, and you save a lot of money um, on your cost per click while still getting the results you want to get. That's that, that's really good to hear because you know it's like anything, isn't it? It's uh, when we, when we do drip email campaigns for for clients through our our, mm-hmm. our, our marketing division, you know, we, we, we if we go and buy a list, it's more expensive to buy a very specialized and narrow focus list than it is to to buy a general list so i suppose right. that that's the mm-hmm. analogy there is between uh, but you but you're absolutely right um you know business people do have a life <laughs> I, I mean mm-hmm. i think i think i think mm-hmm. my family would disagree with me because they say i'm always <laughs> in the studio but i love it i love mm-hmm. it um mm-hmm. 
So, so in terms of, um, you know, you're a woman-owned business, of course, because you're the owner right. and mm-hmm. president and founder right. and uh, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, you know, this coming December, we've got a uh, what we call our Inclusion and Diversity Awards. Uh, and it's, okay. it's where right. we, we, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. Uh, and so it's I was talking to a guest uh, the other day and we're seeing this uh, a surge of, of and, and I'm really, really, really glad that this is happening of women owned businesses coming to the front and sort of you being leaders. Uh, and, and at mm-hmm. the end of the day, mm-hmm. is, is that what you're seeing with social media that more women are on social media than men or what, what, what's that, that trend? I mean, that trend is it's pretty split. It's pretty even when you look at the stats on the social media. It is very even between men and women. But I will say that I think more and more women are now feeling empowered to open businesses. And I think that trend's been going on for the last 15 to 20 years. And if you look, I remember reading statistics several years ago where they were saying more of the businesses being opened or more maybe it was more of the businesses that were succeeding in the first year were women-owned. So there's some really good statistics that you can research on, on that to, to find out how, how it's changing and how there are more and more women-owned businesses um, really coming to the forefront. Um, it, is, it is, I mean, it is interesting. It's, um, it's something that, you know, we can leverage some of the, um, the programs that are out there. We just got certified this year, our company, as a WBE and WOSB. And what that means is it's woman business enterprise and a woman-owned small business. And we went through a big certification process to make sure that, you know, we are, in fact, woman-owned, that it's, you know, not some sort of a front or something like that, which can happen as well. But once you get certified, it opens up opportunities um, as a company for us to then reach out to some of the major, you know, organizations, major commercial organizations, different companies, and be part of their diversity spend. So a lot of companies, of course, put aside set aside a, a chunk of money on what they're going to purchase for the year, and they dedicate it to, to minority-owned and women-owned businesses. So we're still having to bid for it and do proposals and, and go after that. But then it opens the door for us to do that and meet some of the um, supplier diversity representatives from some of these major organizations. So that's one sort of area that we're exploring right now. And the other piece is um, also looking at government contracts. So once we have these designations, the same thing occurs at the federal, state, county, and local city levels um, across the U.S., where there is, again, spend uh, set aside that they are going to be purchasing of certain you know, services and products during the year. They've set it aside and gear it towards women-owned and minority-owned businesses. So again, there's that sort of pool of contracts and and work that needs to be done that we are now able to go after and hopefully, you know, be able to get some of those contracts. And that, I think, has helped a lot of of businesses to kind of move into getting major contracts. But it is very competitive, I have to say. You know, all of us, because I've talked with a lot of other women-owned businesses, too, and we are all, you know, completing these, these, you know, responding to RFPs. And, uh, you know, submitting proposals that take a long time to complete. I mean, these proposals are 30, 40, 50 page proposals that we are submitting and submitting and hoping, you know, we, we get the contract, but it still is very competitive. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll get a contract and, uh, and it'll be great and it'll bring you up quite a bit from being really a struggling small business or a, a woman owned business 
to bring you to the the sort of the next level uh, in your in your business. Well, uh, I, but they I, are very I, they're very tough to get. I, I hear you. I mean, in in a, in three weeks' time, my goodness, it's three weeks. We're the we're the official media sponsor of uh, the power of inclusion and diversity, uh, and the the theme that we 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 actually um, teamed up with the. Um, uh, county of Dallas, uh, the Dallas County. Okay, uh, And and they, they, I mean, we we realized when we sat down with them, there's over a hundred billion dollars of government contracts that are going to be available in 2020. Um, throughout, yes, throughout. I saw that. Yeah, that was on your site. I that's, was I was amazed. But yeah, yep, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's exactly what you're saying. You know, and and people they are wanting to talk to. Uh, minority-owned uh, businesses and inclusion mm-hmm. and women-owned businesses, etc. Because you're very right that uh, they are they have uh, a set aside um, uh, sort of contracts for that uh, specific, right. specific uh, sort of topic. Well, well, Susan, uh, this is fantastic. Uh, we come to unfortunately the end of our uh, our segment, but and I think I'm going to have to bring you back on because you know it's uh, it's an ever increasing sort of topic that we we have. Emails come in all the time asking about how do they use social media, and obviously your company, um, you know, Strategic and Creative Marketing, uh, it knows knows the business, as they say. Right. Yes, we have <laughs> we have figured that piece out. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining me this morning. It's been real uh, a real joy to to listen to your expertise, and uh, as I say, I'm going to put all your information up on uh, on our website and also on our Facebook, um, to, so wonderful. that people can find you and uh, and, thank and find you. out more. My pleasure. That's wonderful. Thanks so much. It's been it's been a pleasure, Carl. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Susan. So that was Susan uh, McNichol um, over at uh, Strategic and Creative Marketing Inc. And, of course, she's the founder and president of that wonderful organization. Um, And I think she's answered quite a lot of questions that you've been emailing me in uh, saying, you know, how can we use uh, different uh, ways of, of getting to our audience uh, as such, because you know, we, we in the business we call them an audience. You call them customers, prospects. But at the end of the day, they're all wanting content. And uh, if you do it the right way, uh, obviously, um, Susan's team has worked out the right way to do it. So I would uh, reach out to her. I'll put all, as I say, her information and her company information up on the website. So thanks for joining me this morning, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, as always, remember. Race to the start line. I can't emphasize it enough. Let's start planning for that January 1st when you wake up and you go, oh my goodness, it's the new year. What am I going to do? Let's have that put in place so that you can have a great 2020. So thanks a lot. Have fun and enjoy yourself. Bye-bye.